Chapter Eleven of My Confession by Leo Tolstoy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Eleven. When I remembered how these very doctrines had repelled me, how senseless they had seemed when professed by men whose lives were spent in opposition to them, and how they had attracted me and seemed thoroughly reasonable when I saw men living in accordance with them i understood why i had once rejected them and thought them unmeaning why i now adopted them and thought them most reasonable i understood that i had erred and how i had erred i had erred not so much through having thought incorrectly as through having lived ill i understood that the truth had been hidden from me not so much because i had erred in my reasoning as because i had led the exceptional life of an epicure bent on satisfying the lusts of the flesh i understood that my question as to what my life was and the answer and evil were in accordance with the truth of things the mistake lay in my having applied an answer which only concerned myself to life in general i had asked what my own life was and the answer was an evil and a thing without meaning exactly so my life was but a long indulgence of my passions it was a thing without meaning an evil and such an answer therefore referred only to my own life and not to human life in general i understood the truth which i afterwards found in the gospel that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for every man that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved i understood that for the meaning of life to be understood it was first necessary that life should be something more than an evil and unmeaning thing discovered by the light of reason i understood why i had so long been near to without apprehending this self-evident truth and that if we would judge and speak of the life of mankind we must take that life as a whole and not merely certain parasitic adjuncts to it this truth was always a truth as two times two equals four but i had not accepted it because besides acknowledging two times two equals four i should have acknowledged that i was evil it was of more importance to me to feel that i was good more binding on me than to believe two times two equals four i loved good men i hated myself and i accepted truth now it was all clear to me what if the executioner who passes his life in torturing and cutting off heads or a confirmed drunkard asked himself the question what is life he could but get the same answer as a madman would give who had shut himself up for life in a darkened chamber and who believed that he would perish if he left it and that answer could but be life is a monstrous evil the answer would be a true one but only for the man who gave it here then was i such a madman were all of us rich clever idle men mad like this i understood at last that we were that i at any rate was look at the birds they live but to fly to pick up their food to build their nests and when i see them doing this their gladness rejoices me the goat the hare the wolf live but to feed and multiply and bring up their young and when i see them doing this i am well convinced of their happiness and that their life is a reasonable one what then should man do he also must gain his living like the animals but with this difference that he will perish if he attempt it alone he must labour not for himself but for all and when he does so i am firmly convinced he is happy and his life is a reasonable one what had i done during my thirty years of conscious life 
i had not only not helped the life of others i had done nothing for my own i had lived the life of a parasite and contented myself with my ignorance of the reason why i lived at all if the meaning of the life of man lies in his having to work out his life himself how could i who during thirty years had done my best to ruin my own life and that of others expect to receive any other answer to my questioning of life but this that my life was an evil and had no meaning in it it was an evil it was without meaning the life of the world goes on through the will of someone someone makes our own life and that of the universe his own inscrutable care to have a hope of understanding what that will means we must first carry it out we must do what is required of us unless i do what is required of me i can never know what that may be and much less know what is required of us all and of the whole universe if a naked hungry beggar be taken from the crossroads into an enclosed space in a splendid establishment to be well clothed and fed and made to work a handle up and down it is evident that the beggar before seeking to know why he has been taken why he must work the handle whether the arrangements of the establishment are reasonable or not must first do as he is directed if he do so he will find that the handle works a pump the pump draws up water and the water flows into numerous channels for watering the earth he will then be taken from the well and set to other work he will gather fruits and enter into the joy of his lord as he passes from less to more important labours he will understand better and better the arrangements of the whole establishment and he will take his share in them without once stopping to ask why he is there nor will he ever think of reproaching the lord of that place and thus it is with those that do the will of their master no reproaches come from simple and ignorant workingmen from those whom we look upon as brutes but we the while wise men that we are devour the goods of the master and do nothing of that which he wills us to do but instead seat ourselves in a circle to argue why we should move the handle for that seems to us stupid and when we have thought it all out what is our conclusion why that the master is stupid or that there is none while we ourselves are wise only we feel that we are fit for nothing and that we must somehow or other get rid of ourselves end of chapter eleven recording by expatriate in bangor maine